check, check, mic check. Presented by Empire. I'm Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mattis. Welcome, everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by Enfab. Thursday, it's noon, August 13th. Two more to go. Two more Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championship races. This weekend in Utah, next week in Indiana, and that's a wrap, folks. The 250 class is heating up. Two-point difference between Marvin and Martin. Who you got? Who you like? 702-586-7857. Give us a call. 702-586-PULP. We're giving away a Fly Racing OGO 9800 gear bag, bro. Pretty good, right? Pretty sweet? I agree. Fly Racing, they make much more than gear helmets and casual wear. They make gear bags. They make bike stands, loading ramps, tie-downs, handlebars, grips, levers, and more. Visit flyracing.com to view your full range of hard parts and uh, sector boots as well, of course. And the 2016 Fly Racing stuff has dropped. NFAB, uh, proud sponsors of the JGR Yamaha team with Pike, Barsha, and Nicoletti. N-Fab.com and uh, check them out. Jeep, truck, or SUV. If you've got one of those, they have step systems like mounting solutions, bumpers, and Jeep gear and more. Dress up your rig with the hottest looking, hardest working accessories. And Fab, appreciate uh, those guys coming on. Appreciate Fly Racing coming on, and uh, and much more. So hey, we're gonna give away that gear bag, like I said today, and uh, we also are gonna give away uh, much more on the show um, today. Jason Thomas from uh, Fly Racing coming on, and Michael Antonovich from Trans World Motocross come on, and maybe a special guest. I've got a text out for a special guest. We'll see if uh, if they can make it. So uh, we'll take your calls. We'll talk to you. We'll answer some questions. Uh, whatever we can do, and. Uh, 702-586-7857. Give us a call. Tits. Well, I'm Steve Mathis, by the way. Tits legendary. He's working the phones, handling things behind the scenes. Tits, congratulations on uh, Ryan Dungey's win. Uh, my championship hats and jerseys uh, shirts showed up this week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> they look great. You will be trying to get one of those. I know you will. If I went to the races, then I would probably be hanging out like, oh, you'll, you got an extra one? You'll probably okay. ask me for it or whatever. <laughs> if I thought you could get one, I would maybe ask you one, but I don't think you could. I can get one, but there's all these dudes. Direct, that... Directly from Ryan? No. No. No, probably okay. not. Uh, but I think, I'm give it a little spoiler here. Okay. This Monday's Pulp Show. Yes. Ryan Dungey. Oh, really? Yes. Celebrating the championship? Well, I don't want to count any chickens before they hatch, but but perhaps. So, Well, I'll look forward to yeah, that then. Yeah, look, look In he, studio? 
No, no, not flying to Vegas. But uh, he should clinch his uh, third 450 motocross title. Uh, after the first moto. After the first moto. Yeah, yeah looks mm-hmm. like it. Um, 70, he's got a 78-point lead. Mm-hmm. So he needs to not lose three or four points. and He'll, uh, he'll have an 81-point lead after the first moto, and oh. that'll be it. Oh, already counting. Yep. Chickens uh-huh. hatching. Yes. Um, you going to Utah? No. No? I'll be right here. Did you ever go to Utah? National? I didn't. No. No. Mm-mm. What's a different race? It's not everybody's favorite. Glowing reviews about it, and so I said, "Eh." Right. I've I've had my fair share of man-made tracks, like at Elsinore and whatnot. And I said, "That's good enough for me. I'll I'll watch it from the couch." Yeah, it's tough. I gotta say, it's one of those races. Like, it's got the uh, press box. It's got the great facility there. It's a road race track, obviously up there. I don't know if I've ever really ventured past the start as far as walking out onto the track. Like, (laughs) I'm just like, like, see it on TV. Mm-hmm. in the press room and i can sit in the press box and it's weird and different you, you can see more from the press box than you can from any one spot on the track I'm assuming. oh yeah. yeah 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 and then like i said i usually usually these national tracks i've been around them in some sense or walked around the fences or i know every part of the track from walking around it over the years and um not only have i ever walked to utah i don't ever walk further than 100 yards off from the cement uh-huh. so yeah. Well, you're probably not missing out on much. No, not really. 702-586-757. Give us a call if you can. Uh, like you said, Ryan Dungey looking to clinch his third 450 motocross title this weekend. And uh, although the battle for second is uh, is a little interesting, I guess. I mean, uh, let's see here. What do we got? Uh, Barsha is up on rocks and with four motos to go by uh, 13 points. So, I mean, these guys get a little bit of bonus for top three in the points. So there is that. If they want to uh, try to do something that way, they can get uh, a season-ending um, bonus. So um, I don't know if they, if you're Roxon or Barsha, if you care all that much. But, hey, it's some money. It's a battle. It's going down to the wire with Barsha and Roxon. And, but Ryan Dungey's got this thing on lockdown. And then Indiana next week, she's looking forward to that. That's a great track, although it was ruined by the mud and the slop last year. Um, it looked like a great track outside of that. So I'm looking forward to going to Indiana and wrapping this thing up uh, with one week to go. The 250s are going down to the wire, though, man. It is going down to the wire. Two points. Uh, I'm a little worried about Jeremy Martin, as we'll get into a little bit. Or a little worried about Marvin Muscan because we'll get into that in a little bit on why. The racing plus the uh, Plus the uh, fact that he's got this crazy man uh, perhaps going after him. So this is uh, also, too, by the way, rumored to be the last year of the uh, Utah National. I'm pretty sure it is. I don't think that's uh, stamped, written in stone, but looks like it will be. And uh, so we'll be having a new track on the circuit next year. With with uh, joining me to talk about that and much more uh, here, as, long as well as taking your calls, the Jason Thomas. JT, what's up? Oh, not a lot. What's happening? I think this is the last year of Indiana. The facility itself has announced that it's closing. So this Well, somebody bought it. Somebody bought it? Yeah, somebody bought it. So I don't know how that's going to affect the national. Right, right. But it's going to I think they're maybe going to keep it open. But I guess, you know, you know how that goes though. They would have to redo a deal with Davey yeah. and, and all that. Stuff. Yeah. What do you uh if it goes away, what's its what's its legacy? What's the legacy of the Utah National? Um, I don't think anything can top the dust storm of 2013. Right, right. Yeah. Is, look, it hasn't really it, – it's not a great race as far as the facility or the track. It's, getting, I mean, it's gotten better. It's gotten it's better. It has. Um, but would you – okay, Lake Elsinore National, better or worse than Utah? Oh, man. Well, <clears throat> that's tough. I haven't ridden Utah, but 
I have walked it. Oh, I thought I it was your final year. I thought that was your final. No, okay. that was 12. Okay. Um, and Lake Elsinore was the worst track I've ever ridden at a national. So having walked around it, I don't, I didn't see that it was as bad as that, especially last year. Last right. year it seemed, I, I talk, actually talked to a few riders and they said it was actually not too terrible, just mm-hmm. a little bit fast and a little bit sketchy in some areas, but right. it was okay. Elsinore was just, just got awful. So I would have to say it's, it's a marked step up from that. God awful, a marked step up from God awful. No, I, I mean I, I'm yeah. trying to keep it as clean as I can, but I'm still swearing a little bit <laughs> saying that. Um, yeah, it's a, it's one of those races. It's uh, you get what they're trying to do. It's it's you know a nice facility, all concrete uh, pits and everything else. Uh, you get what they're trying to do, the MX Sports Group, but it is far from Salt Lake, so it's not like you're right in a down like Denver's way closer, you know, than, for the Lakewood race. So it's right. still a hike out there to go to. It is totally, yeah, totally, whatever it is. I, oh. Yeah, I think it makes sense on paper. It's just one of those things that when it's executed, it mm-hmm. just kind of misses the mark a yeah. little bit. Uh, yeah. it, it's not terrible. You know, it's certainly not my favorite race, and you don't get the, the you know historical side of the event or any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is nice to have paved, paved pits, and it is nice to have, you know, you're, it, it's probably, what, 20 minutes from the airport? Um, so that's not too terrible. No, it's more like 40. Uh, more like 40. Really? Is yeah. it 40 from the airport itself? Yeah. I was thinking downtown it is. But no, no, it's, it's like 40 from the airport because that's where I stay every huh. year. So it's okay. a hike out there, which I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not that far. To, it's not that close to Salt Lake where you're drawing a lot of city folks, you know? Yeah, and, and I, I had some harsh words for it after the first year, and I know they can't control the weather, and I got, you know, chastised for it. Um, but I just don't – I think there are better – Better races out there, better better possible tracks out there. Um, I know that not everyone has the capital or facilities or any of that to pull mm-hmm. it off, but I, yeah. I just it's hard for me to believe there's not better options somehow, some way. All right, we'll see what happens. Yeah, if somebody bought the place, then maybe maybe they maybe they like to have it in the national. Then they like all the you know the the viability of that place and everything else. So we'll see. But I think it's I think it's a good thing if it goes away. To be honest with you. I think it's a, I think we can take a step up by going somewhere else. Right, right. Um, okay, uh, Ryan Dungey should clinch the 450 National t- Championship after the the, uh, the first moto, so he'll do it with three motos to spare. It's been a good season for Dunge. I mean, look, early on he didn't have anything for Tomac. No one else had anything for Tomac. If Tomac hadn't gotten hurt, is this his title, or do you think Dunge gets better as it goes on? Or I mean, obviously. Eli's not going to go twenty-four and zero like he was on pace to. But what did you think? What do you think of Dungey's season as a whole? Even thinking if Eli had stayed healthy. Well, I think it's pretty obvious that Eli was the class of the field uh, before he crashed. Um, you know, the the problem with being the class of the field and being that much better than everybody is, uh, you're obviously pushing the envelope to be able to do that. Uh, we've seen it with James Stewart when he was at an elite level. Um, you know, he just had mishaps here and there because he's going so damn fast. Uh, but I, I just don't know, and, and that's an interesting question. I was asking myself that writing this week. Uh, if, you know, if Dungey could have found that pace. And from what I've seen him uh, racing with the other guys, you know, Barsha's given him a run here and there. You know, we saw Roxon right with him last weekend. I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think Tomac was just too good uh, but i mean that's why they that's why we run the races you know you yeah. have to stay healthy right. and, and uh you know i, I know uh, obviously in talking with chad reed over the years that's a big philosophy of his and he hasn't always been able to to execute it but you have to be at all the races and you have to be 100 percent at all the races or you know it's right. a waste so. right 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 
uh, I think I think Eli probably learned something from that. You know, uh, realistically, that crash probably would have been more likely at at Hangtown when he was just on another planet mm-hmm. uh, than everyone. That that's the kind of situation where I see that crash happening. When he crashed at Lakewood, I think it was just a freak thing. I think he just you know he wow, just he, caught him off guard and, and spit him off. He crashed on a section that's claimed a lot of people. You know it what has, I mean? It, it, it so I mean, and, and I'm not coming down on anybody for that section, but that section is tough. It's obviously a tough section, and uh, well, it's and, a lot. and I don't think they need to change it because no. I think you have to. It's not a it's not a quote dangerous section in my opinion. Right. I mean, it's a downhill that's rough. You know, you have to mm-hmm. you have to ride in what the conditions will give you. So you can't blame the track on on yeah. a section like that. You know, if it was a big jump but, or something really really drastic as far as an obstacle then i then i say yeah there maybe there's some blame other in other places but that it, was just a you it, know it's just the way you have to ride it's kind of it kind of sucks i guess that's not a great word to say but it kind of sucks for ryan dungeon tits is gonna get mad at me here but like he wins this title but eli wins the first five motos right and then crashes out. Mm-hmm. He yep. no Ryan Villapoto. He wins a Supercross title. No Ryan Villapoto in the other national titles that he's won. Um, yep. And you could kind of make the claim a little bit. You know, Kenny Roxon got hurt in Supercross. God damn, he's one of the best riders ever. He's I think he's third or second or third all time 450 motocross wins to Ricky, which means which means you may as well be first. You know, because Ricky's right. on another planet. Right. But there's still and he can't help it. Ryan's not doing this, but there is that those facts out there. You know, uh, it's it's a tough thing for him, and it kind of sucks. Uh, but then again, like you said with Chad Reed, you got to be in it to win it. So these and other I, guys won. I, and, yeah, I completely understand what you're saying. Uh, I just don't buy into that because let, let's take a look at it. Um, Ricky Carmichael, unequivocally the most successful motocross rider of all time, right? Yes. Uh, but he still hears it. He still hears the McGrath talk, you know, from, from even from you, you know, he, he still has to deal with detractors saying, well, you weren't the best because of McGrath. Well, he, okay. he wasn't the best supercross rider. Yes. Right. 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 But I, I just don't think anyone escapes that asterisk on some level because does, does Villa, James Stewart, does Villapoto escape it? Or did, what, what's know. his asterisk? What's I mean, his he, asterisk? I think because of the outdoor injuries, okay. he, he didn't win a lot of outdoor races. I mean, you look at how many overalls he has, and it pales in comparison to even Dungey. Well, in the 450 class, anyways. 250s, right, he's got a lot. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I think everyone, even, you know, like Stu, like he was so good, mm-hmm. but he couldn't beat Ricky. Could not beat Ricky in a title. Right. You know, and, and Chad has his. Like, every time he won, you know, Ricky or Stu was out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think if you look for the asterisk every time, you can find it somehow. Okay. You know, and I think everyone has is subject to that on some level. Right. So for Dunge, I wouldn't even give it a second thought. I mean, you can yeah. only race the guys that line up. That's, yeah. the, that's the only thing he can do. Yeah, no, look, and I, like I said, he's, he's second, I think, or third. He's going to be second all time. And he's got all these titles and wins, and there's people out there that say these things. But you, you have an excellent point. There's people out there that say things about all the dudes, you know, except for maybe, yeah. except for maybe Timmy. And and what you know? would what could Dunge do? I mean, he yeah. It's not like he was dodging people. No, it's you not know, like he, he was like he, he was like, hey, I'm going to move to a 250 class this year. You know, no. He yeah. I mean, he shows up on Saturday, and whoever shows up, then he tries to be the best guy. You right. know, that's all he can really do. Yeah, you have a good point there. Let's get to some phone calls here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by Infab. Adam, you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's up? Hey, uh, hey, thanks guys for all you you put out. Uh, first of all. Thank you. Second, I had a question. It's kind of a long one, so I'll get I'll try to go through it quickly. But you know, as a 
fan in the 80s and 90s and reading motocross action one of the coolest things for me was to read like the hop-ups of all the bikes because you know the 125s didn't have any power fun for me to read about the hop-ups and you know trying to get the bikes with more power and everything but Mm -hmm. since the bikes have so much power today it's really not even fun to read those anymore and you guys have mentioned before that you know the bikes are too fast now and then you know maybe they could lower the cc's to make it the racing better or it may be less dangerous but you also said at the same time it'd be too expensive to do that and i was wondering why couldn't the ama say hey we're going to reduce the 450s to the 350s and say the 250s to i don't know 200 in five years and in five years you have to be prepared for that uh not not you know, not a bad, uh, not a bad thing for sure. Uh, we've talked about supercross. I feel has never been more, uh, maybe boring is a little harsh, but it's never been more predictable. A little bit than mm-hmm. when four strokes came into the into the series. The stadiums just tracks just they're too small for these yeah. bikes. Um, but you know, how are you going to tell your partners, i.e., the OEMs, that the bike they sell to the public and they put all this work into it? Like motocross is unique. Although in NASCAR they're saying that Jeff Gordon drives a Camry and I forgive me if he's another brand people okay forgive me but it, we know it's not okay um what is it JT sorry Chevrolet um who, somebody drives a Camry okay so um you know and same with All the, the JGR guys okay the thank JGR you guys so the JGR guys drive Camrys no they don't we know they're not it's everything the cars the same it's got Camry on the front bumper but motocross is unique where you can buy a bike that's, you know, looking like, you know, Trey Canards. You can buy a CRF that looks like Trey Canards. So, uh, Adam, I think you got have a point. I just don't think how. How do you tell your partners, you know, all that OEM, all that R&D money, all the stuff you're doing, yeah, we're changing the rules. I would like it. I wouldn't mind that. But I don't see how that's going to work. JT, what do you think? Oh, sorry. Couldn't they just so, but couldn't they say, here's what we're going to compete in. We're going to compete in a 350 and the 200 class. And you could still produce whatever you want. Yeah. But these are the classes we're going to compete in. And you have five years to yeah. no, prepare, I, I, spread your costs out, whatever. I wouldn't mind it. I just don't see how these dudes do it. JT, okay. what do you think? Well, I think, you know, it, it really comes down to who has the power. <clears throat> you know, do the manufacturers, mm-hmm. are the manufacturers able to tell the racing organizations what they want to do? Or does the racing organizations make the rule book and then the manufacturers, you know, kind of go along with it? Uh, because unless the manufacturers are on board, I mean, the you know, AMA or MX Sports or whoever is in charge can say whatever they want. Uh, the guys that, you know, if they can only buy a certain bike, that's what they're going to show up on. So that's And what you said there, JT, is also key. Whoever is in charge, because we really don't mm-hmm. know. We really don't know. We don't have a strong Brian France NASCAR sort of organization in our sport. You know, we have yeah. we have MX Sports, we have uh, Feld, we have um, AMA somewhat involved. Uh, oh, look, it's the FIM. They got some words. They got some stuff too. So um, you know, it's all of that. And I, but JT, I mean, would you be for that to 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 run special factory bikes in in supercars like different CCs? I no, I I'm not. I think it. Ah, screw you for for continuity um, and just say on the sales side. I think you kind of have to race what you sell on but some level. The Camry guys don't. Well, I think that's what they're trying to portray, though. You know, otherwise they would just say they're in a you know whatever their car name is, like right. the you know the Johnson built frame that they. Well, you know what I mean? Whoever's yeah, yeah. welding the frame in the in the garage. Well, Adam, I'm with you. JT's not. 
but I uh, but I don't don't think anything changes. I really don't. So thanks for calling. Right. Thank you, man. Yeah, cool. All right, Todd, what's going on? How are we doing today, guys? Good. How are you? Thanks for calling the Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show. I appreciate you having me. Say, I'm gonna I want to quiz you on uh, this Legends race coming up. Yeah, uh, JT's in it. JT is in it. He's practicing. That's awesome to hear. Is there? It's got any inside info on it? Is Bradshaw going? And uh, any? How long a race is it going to be? Is it just for kind of fun? Obviously, but any other info? JT. Uh, I haven't heard the length of the race yet. I heard 15 uh, minutes. Yeah, I, I would assume it'll be pretty short because uh, the Moto tentative uh, gate drop time is 12.15. So, you know, you can't go much longer than that. I, I was thinking four to five laps is probably ideal because, it, let's face it, guys aren't in shape. You know, no one – we didn't hear about this thing until a week ago. Um, so it's not like anybody's really in any kind of race shape. And, and the idea is not to have guys just rolling around because they're so tired and out of shape, you know. Uh, send us out there for four or five laps. Let us, you know, ride. Because everyone can still ride. You know, the talent isn't gone or the skills aren't gone. Um, and just, you know, I, I think that's a perfect amount of time. Uh, I know there's a practice Friday and a practice Saturday morning uh, and then moto time. So uh, I think it's a great idea. You know, I know there's probably a lot of logistics involved, and that's, why it hasn't ever been pulled off before, but I think it's a great addition. Um, you know, I'd, I'd like to see him do more of it. Todd, uh, Bradshaw may come. There's been contact, I guess. Um, uh, Todd DeHoop signed up. Todd DeHoop has signed up. Guy Cooper has signed up. Stanton, Carmichael, Ferry, and Wyndham are in it. You know you'll see some dudes, other dudes, you know, come out of the woodwork that we're, we're forgetting, but, uh, and obviously Jace, JT's in it. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be really cool. I think it's going to be awesome. Well, like Jason said, that would be awesome if they continue. You know, for for us old guys that used to watch in the Bradshaw era and the staff. And, yeah. You know, it's kind of neat to see them guys come oh. back and, you know, uh, ride around a little bit. And, and also, too, uh, well, actually, actually, too, Jeff Stanton posted something that Tortelli is going to be there, although Seb told me himself he's in France until Monday. But, hey, you know in that picture? Yeah. Because uh, I, saw, I saw the picture you sent me. Yeah. Ricky's in the background. I think he's oh. talking about Ricky. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Seb's like, I'm in France. He uh, directly right, right. emailed him. Ricky's actually standing behind those two. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so I bet you'll be a busy man um, in a couple I, weeks. I, honestly. You'll be, wrench, you'll be wrenching again. Me wrenching? Yeah. I've been, check, right, I've been, right? checking, I've been checking in with yeah. Timmy, and it's not the preparation yeah. doesn't seem to be going very well. <laughs> so, yeah. all right, thanks. He's not doing like, he's not doing like a Wyndham with the... With the no. Uh, the Bud Light margaritas or whatever. The, yeah. He said he, he, said he, he said he quit drinking beer, so I guess that's stage one. Um, there you go. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it, man. All right. Thank you. Gibbs, what's up? Hey, how's it going, boys? Good. Thanks Been, for calling. Uh, airport here. But I'm, and I'm not calling in here for you guys to get in trouble with any of the BTO sports guys or whatever, but, but the thing is, is I feel like I'm unintelligent or something because I hear maybe Millsap said this. He said, um, this crushes any rumors I didn't like the KTM. And then Butler came on your show, and he said the same thing. And then in my head I'm thinking, how the fuck does that crush any rumors? That was a different bike. Like even this year I, I heard Carol um, Caroli, he didn't necessarily like the new bike. So to me that doesn't crush rumors he didn't like the KTM. Yeah. Of course he believes KTM has the resources to make a better bike, but well, Caroli didn't, didn't like anything. the old bike. Caroli didn't like the old bike. Okay, that's so he likes that's the new why he rode the three fifty. Yeah, that's why he rode a three fifty before. 
Um, but, but you know what? No, I, I, I'm, I'm with you, Gibbs. I'm with you. But from a layman's point of view, someone who's not plugged in, you know what I mean, as much as you, as a fan who knows the differences that these bikes, you know, for the layman fan, yeah. sure. You know, whatever. Yeah, hey, hey, I didn't like the KTM. No, I didn't. You know what I mean? I'm on them. We know, you know, I know, JT knows it's a radically different bike and uh, much better. So, I mean, whatever. Let them Let them do the PR. You know what I mean? Like, that's fine. Whatever. It's total yeah, PR. That's true. I mean, yeah, like that, that's yeah. That, that's all it is. It's like saying you know I give it up to my team and you know I love my team. Yeah, you, yes. you like hit me back up on Instagram about it, and I was like, am I like dumb? Like I'm like, am I missing something? <laughs> yeah, like, I for, I was, for, like I couldn't figure it out. Forrest Butler told me that he told Davey stop stop yelling at the people on Instagram, the people, <laughs> the fans. Like just stay out of it. Like you you can't win, which is one hundred percent correct. So Davey, yeah. I guess Davey was spending time. Tweeting and Instagramming everyone back. <laughs> so, Davey Roxon does the same thing. Roxon gets into it pretty good, right? Like Davey's, yeah. Davey, honestly, he's had a heat race. We've tweeted about the heat race, uh, an opinion or a fact about the heat race. He's hit, texted Wygant or myself back in between the heat races because he's going back and scrolling through Twitter. Obviously, right? Because he's not, yeah. you know, it's 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 twenty minutes old, so he's scrolling through to see what people said about his heat race in Supercross, and then he's sending out the appropriate text. I got, you know, if I'm if I'm Forrest Butler or any, I'm like Davey, leave it, drop it. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? So, yeah, yeah, and uh, okay. I think I figured uh, you guys were asking. You guys wanted the opinion on uh, Cooper Webb, Jeremy Martin, or sorry, Jeremy Martin and uh, uh, Marvin there. Yeah, what do you think? And. Uh, it, like obviously, you got to go with Jeremy Martin. He's heading the points right now, but I I think you also got to look at. I feel like Marvin has had more races where he was just slightly off the pace. You know what I mean? Like he's kind of had those running back in third place or fourth place kind of motos, and I feel like we're going to see another one of those pop up when okay. Jeremy Martin is right. always able to figure it out every moto. Well, and get towards the front. last year Martin went one one here, and Marvin went four five. So if that happens again, Marvin's going to have some issues. So, yeah, no doubt. All right, thanks, Gibbs. All right, cheers, boys. Have Thank a good you. one. Appreciate it. Derek, what's going on? You want to talk about motocross action? Hey, yeah. Um, I just wondering how does motocross action uh, get factory bikes and how they test them? Like, how do they get that? Do they go through the factory or? Yeah, yeah, no. Every, every team has a PR, you know, a PR firm, and they um, – they say, hey, can we ride, um, you know, Justin Brayton's uh, BTO bike? And it goes through the appropriate channels, and everybody says okay, and they figure out a date, and they do it. All right, cool. All and right. then I got another question about Fantasy Moto. Okay. Um, who do you think has the best chance of doing better, Dean Wilson or Justin Bogle? I know Bogle crashed, but who do you think would finish better? This weekend in Utah? Better. JT, what do you think, yeah. Bogle or, uh, or Wilson this weekend? Uh, tough to say, but I, I kind of think they're going to be pretty close to each other, like they were last week. Um, I, man, I think flip a coin. Be real honest with you, <laughs> they, they both were similar in speed, and both of them look to get a little tired at the end of the motos, and it's going to be damn hot this weekend. So, uh, I I look to see both of them right around tenth place. There you go. And do you think Bogle will hold shot again, or he'll get good starts? He always has. Yeah, he always has. So I don't expect to see that change at all. Yeah, he's he's a good. Uh, yeah, he's a good starter. Did you guys give away the fly bag, uh, the Ojeo bag yet? No, we haven't. But oh, sorry, comment. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Right, no, cool. not yet, man. Thanks. All right. All right. See ya. All right. Uh, let's take another call here. Um, JT, we'll talk a little bit more about Utah here, but let's uh, 
Let's get rid of Kurt on the line. Kurt, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, what's going on, Steve? What's up? Hey, um, I was just thinking uh, maybe like you did that podcast at the uh, the Arena Cross, maybe you could do one at the Legends Race. Or is that kind of um, out of the question? With like a, like a live like a live play-by-play or whatever? Yeah, yeah, that'd be tight. Yeah, that would be actually pretty tight. I never thought of that. Could we do it? Um, I guess we, we could. Sure. Yeah. I, I, no, we're not going to do it. We're busy. But <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, it, it's possible. I guess I could set it all up and all that. But I'll be tweeting about it, you know, and, okay. and all that. So, um, yeah. yeah, stay tuned to that. I'm sure someone will put it on, on video at some point. Okay. All right. Right on, man. Thanks, man. Thank you. See you. I was just thinking about, like, ah, sure, I could do that. And I'm like, hey, you know what? That's a lot of work. I got to haul everything out all that so he'd actually come down to like the starting line and like be down there instead of you know yeah hanging out in the press tent maybe talk maybe pumping up ricky well i mean with timmy there you can't just not come down there right pumping up timmy um yeah hey uh i think everybody's gonna be pumping up (laughs) yeah there'll be a lot of pumping up for sure (laughs) um i'm scared honestly i'm scared of cooper doing something crazy i'm really scared of guy cooper pinning it airtime yeah yeah Mm. He's not scared. Okay, hey, listen. Um, the stupid series. Uh, I wrote about it in my column this week on Racer X Online. I really think Marvin's going to have some issues with Webb, and not because Webb wants to help Jeremy, because he's super pissed, and yeah. this this is going to affect the title. Like I, I truly believe in in one of these four motos. Webb's going to make sure that that dude goes down, and there's always the benefit of helping Yamaha and Jeremy. But that's not why he does it. But it's also like a bonus because um, he's pissed. What do you think? Yeah, given given the opportunity, he's going for it. There is zero doubt in my mind about that. Yeah. So, what do you think? Like, I mean, well, you know, like, do you do you say something you know, to, to Cooper? Does somebody say something to Cooper? Does how does this? I don't think so. I mean, I okay. think maybe Jeremy, like, you know, buys him breakfast or you know, <laughs> sends him over something, you know, a little nice present during the week or a whatever. No. Flower bouquet. No, but I don't think so. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think he's done anything you know he hit him pretty good in that turn um but he hasn't other than like you know running his mouth a little bit you know what are you going to say to him i mean mm, yeah. tone down your intensity no they're not going to say that i promise you uh and i'm sure they probably already have said something to him i you know i think if there was going to be something said it would have been you know weeks ago or at least a week or two ago uh, yeah when he's I, you know said he was going to knock him down on on television i see this i see this going terribly for marvin I do. Well, it's just he, he really has the odds stacked against him. When you look at, you know, this looks to be a Jeremy Martin track. He has a teammate that hates him. Wants really, you know, every with, with every ounce of him wants to knock him down. Uh, and it's not like he's just better than Jeremy Martin to start with. So mm-hmm. I, you really, really would want to be Jeremy Martin over Marvin at, at you know with four <laughs> motos left. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, I just I hate to see this thing go down in a big controversy. Where people think that Webb did this to help Jeremy, it won't be because of that. But you know, I, I I do have a feeling that this thing is about to about to burst, about to boil over. So I guess we'll see. I don't feel good for Marvin's chances. Webb's going to be as pissed. a pure fan. I hope it just goes completely sideways. <laughs> My poor Marvin. Marvin's a really nice no, I, guy. I like Marvin. He's such a nice guy. But <laughs> he is. It'll be so entertaining. Right, right. Uh, on so many levels, I guess. Last year, um, Martin was good. At this race, he 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 wrapped it up after the first moto, right? If I'm correct, uh, he did. Yes, he did. So the second moto, he didn't have much on the line, and he still blew by everybody and, and smoked he them. Crushed them the second moto. Yeah. So like with motivation, this is a good track for Jeremy. And with motivation now, 
you know, I I like Martin's chances this weekend. I do too. I think this is a, a great opportunity for Jeremy to get a little cushion going into the last race. Uh, it's just a track, you know, he was really good there and Marvin wasn't. So I know Marvin's a different guy this year, but I just, I mean, if you're, you know, looking at both of them objectively, you gotta, you gotta pick Jeremy this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. Right. Um, it's going to be tough. Although maybe just Webb takes off and goes 1-1. You know what I mean? Doesn't worry about Marvin. Doesn't, doesn't do anything. Right. So that could happen, too. Uh, the battle for third in 250 championship, which, I mean, there's money on the line for these guys, I would think, for most of them. Savachi has it right now after his Unadilla win. Osborne, Nelson, and Amart, 23 points separating those four guys for third overall in a series. Do you like one guy over the other, and why? Uh, who are the two, sorry? Four of them. Savachi, Osborne, Nelson, and Alex Martin. Oh, man, that's tough. Savachi's obviously come on big time. Um, yeah, you just you don't know what you're going to get from him, though. He's been so up and down. Uh, even, you know, we, I know we talked about it, but even winning um, last weekend, he wasn't the best guy. He just, you know, he did everything right, and, and uh, it kind of played into his hands for him. But I, I want to see Alex Martin get back in there. You know, it's it's been a little quiet on mm-hmm. the Alex Martin front lately. Uh, and Osborne, pff, man, I don't know what where he's been. You know, yeah. I, he's so roller coaster that guy. You know, he'll come out and just look to be the second best guy in the in the class. Period. Uh, for even a couple weeks at a time, and then you know he'll turn in weekends where he goes you know nine fifteen like last weekend. Um, so he really needs a rebound weekend. Um, and then Jesse Nelson, we've talked about if he gets a good start, then absolutely he can do it. Uh, he can be a podium guy if he gets a good start, but mm-hmm. he really seems to struggle with moving through the pack. Um, so it's, I think it's a toss up. You know, I don't think there's a clear favorite because right. all of them have been really up and down. Uh, but I guess looking at the, looking at the two races left, uh, I guess I'm gonna have to go with Savachi just based on his performance last weekend, and, and uh, on top of that, his ability to get good starts. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things. He's got the momentum, right? Coming off a win, he said he found something physically that helped him, and so and he's got the he's in command right now. He's in third, so I kind of side towards you too. I like Savachi to keep this going, although I'm a little mystified on what's happened to Zach Osborne because we thought yeah, he think, had found some consistency. Yeah, the biggest uh, key for. Um, for Savachi as a start, man. He's just such a great starter. Uh, really, really helps him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get to Jonesy. He wants to talk about this Legends race. It's not even Indiana. We're talking Utah, but people want to talk about this Legends race, which I mean is good job by MX Sports for getting the hype going. What's up, Jonesy? Hey, how's it going, guys? Yeah, I'm pretty excited for this, too. I mean, if nothing else, just a, a change of pace. Uh, I have a little curiosity for, for JT here. I know rumor has it after he puts his helmet on, he gets a little uh fired up we'll call it if someone starts swerving in front of them like marvin's doing does he take someone swing out or what uh yeah no mercy sweep the leg <laughs> sweep the leg yeah yeah cobra sweep kai all that stuff yeah very cool yeah i'm excited i think it's gonna be really good so i'm, I'm hoping this turns out good and it's more of a a race than just an exhibition and people take it a little serious and it continues. I think it'll be fun. Hold on, Jonesy. This goes against my, my thinking. And tell me, tell me, tell me why you're against this. I really think that these dudes should get together and be like, look, no one run. No one knows the preparation that's been going on. No one knows what's been going on as far as who's riding, who's not get together and be like, look guys, let's put on a show. Like who cares? There's nothing like, 
let someone pass you on the inside and block pass you, and then you get them back. And let's put on a little show a la JT, the Mexico Pedro Gonzalez race, right? That you were involved in. That's what we did. So that would be the best thing for me because otherwise, one of these dudes could A, get hurt, or B, it could be just kind of boring, like the Bradshaw Chicken US Open thing, you know, where one of these guys just takes off and and whatever. Or, or, you know, so Jonesy, I. I'm more All in right, favor right. of just kind of like having some fun. No? All right. You sold me. You got Wigan announcing. We'll go back to the WWE days of old. He'll yep. put together a great plot. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah, see? That's what I mean. Now you're on board. We'll, I like it. All right, man. We'll get some We'll get some beer slammed and people yelling at each other. It'll be great. Yeah, exactly. So Hey, entertainment is all that matters. Right. Thanks for calling, bud. Have a good one. Thank you. CJT, I sold Jonesy on it. That's not yeah. going to happen. Because everyone will put the helmets on and lose their minds. But um, I think people are going to go for it. I do. Uh, I, I think your idea is better. I think it's safer. No, that's what I said. I said when they, when they put better. their helmets on, they're going to lose their minds and just yeah, they will just, for sure. You know, want to crush everybody. Like, well, my... there's no way that Ricky wants to let Wyndham beat him. And then, like, you know how Red Dog is. Like, he's probably you know he's playing it cool right now. But if he sees a chance to you know tee right. up Ricky, I, he's going to take it. So. Right, and like, let's, let's see what I mean. These guys, they got to let it go, man. <laughs> like, come in, do the page. Remember, remember when Pedro just worked Everett's and Tortelli just worked them? Yeah, right. And, and Balby was trying to kill everyone. Oh, Balby wasn't on board with that then. No, he kept trying to pass everybody, and that's why Everett's like freaked out on him after the race. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't remember yeah, that story. He was like going for the like. I mean, it was out of control. Like, yeah. Seriously, I, I thought Everett's was just going to clean him out. Uh, He's getting so mad at him. <laughs> it's like Antonio, calm down, right? Well, he was—I mean, he was like cross-jumping people, and I don't know if he, you know, something got lost in translation. Like, right. you know, maybe no one told him in Portuguese or whatever. But <laughs> Everts kept like running him wide, like, "Hey, dude, you know, back off. This is Pedro's to win here. Yeah, yeah. You know, we all got to get out of here alive. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I agree. It should go my way, I believe, but it will—it will not. What do you? Obviously, you're a competitor in it, but who do you like to win if, if it's for real? I think I got to go with Ricky. See, I go win them because he just retired the last. You know what I mean? He was the most yeah. active racer the, long, the least time ago. Yeah, and I think, I think Ricky still rides some. Uh, that's the only reason I'd give it to him. Okay. Uh, it's got to be short, though. Ricky's not in prime physical condition mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, it's short but fi- I'll take Ricky. The short 15 minutes work or no? It's going to be arm pump for, I think, I know for me, for, I think for everybody, because we're going to be on, you know, 450s on a rough track. It's not going to be, you know, perfect, I don't think. Uh, So I I think arm pump will be the main issue. It Uh won't be that hot or anything. I mean, it may be a little hot, but uh, Um, I'll still go Ricky. I think, I think those two are the favorites for sure, though. Okay. All right. Uh, Fly race and Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. JT, fly race in 2016 stuff out now. Uh, when do dealers start getting it? When does it get in their hands? Working on that right now. Uh, I don't have a uh, final date yet, but it's soon. We're we're in the process of making sure all the warehouses are equipped, and uh, okay. so when we hit the button, everybody can get it right away. So all right, um, um, yeah. I mean, I can walk out and grab some in, the, in our warehouse here, but you know, we're just trying to get it everywhere across right. the country. Uh, so yeah, check that out, flyracing.com, people, for that. We're giving away a Fly Racing OGO 9800 gear bag. So this is just an OGO gear bag 9800, the old classic, branded with some fly. Uh, um, Sewn in logos? 
just kind of that deal? Or uh, it, yeah, you know how Ojo, separate? they, you know, yeah. they do stuff with, uh, with Red Bull and, and lots of companies. So, yep. uh, we just wanted to offer a, an upgraded version of our gear bag. And obviously Ojo's a, right. a partner of ours through Western Power Sports. So it made sense. Uh, giving that away here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by Infab. Sector Boots, how are those things doing, JT? Really good, really yep. good. Um, you know, I think we'll we'll see even more success as we get some some of our riders into them uh, for the next season. Is that going to happen? Uh, which do you have plans yeah, for that? Yeah, it was just a timing thing last right. year. We didn't start selling them until January. Right. So, uh, yeah, we're working on that, and obviously, all of our negotiations that go on will you know will obviously be uh, pitching the boot to them. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it's it's, it's tough to sell something when you don't really have any marketing behind it. So um, it's done really well for not having really any riders other than, you know, Enignap, which is great, but we need guys that are uh, right, going to get some national, you know, if you're gonna give it to a if you're gonna give it to a privateer, you could do wor- you couldn't do much worse than or you Absolutely. could do worse than I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Seven deuce deuce. To, uh, yeah, we just kinda need to widen the scope a little bit. Uh, also NFAB N Fab.com, proud sponsors of the JGR NFAB team with Filthy Phil, Weston Pike, and Justin Barsha. So uh, thanks to NFAB. Uh, you want a discount from NFAB, email me using the contact form on PulpMX, and I'll get it to you. Also, to Amazon, if you're going to Amazon, click on the Amazon banner on PulpMX.com. Make your regular purchase, and then I can afford to keep paying tits to come in and work the phones. All right, we got our lines are full right now, so let's get to some questions, JT. Uh, Sean's got a question about the Geico team. What's up, Sean? Thanks for calling the show. Hey, um, yeah, I had a question. Who do you think is going to be the top? placing honda right here in the 250 series they're, they're uh, 9 10 11 right now on the point yeah yeah i was gonna i was just pulling up the points right now so um four motos left and we got uh bashaglia 195 189 for hampshire 183 for craig and of course jordan smith is uh he's 14th he's 177 the way craig's been going he's uh he's 12 back of bashaglia i'm gonna go with craig jt what do you think uh, how many? What's Hampshire's total? Hampshire's got one eighty nine. Michelle, one ninety five. He's six back. I'm gonna go with RJ. Okay. Keep it in, keep it in the Florida, Florida guys. Uh, one thing for sure, Sean. It's it's hard to handicap these guys. Uh, Craig, remember Craig missed four motos too. So, you know, points right. points per race. Craig is actually uh, you know obviously scoring higher than those than those other dudes. So. Yeah. I like Craig. He's riding really good right now. He is nice, no, killing it. Hey, speaking of killing it, you want the want the audio bag, Sean? Uh, yeah, I'm using a suitcase. Selling all my gear right now. My you're using a suitcase? Yeah. Oh, sweet yeah. Jesus! <laughs> all right, well, stay yeah, on the st- awesome. stay on the line. Uh, Tits will get your information. Thanks for calling the show. Yeah. Fly Racing 9800 OGO gear bag, bro. Um, courtesy of the folks at Fly Racing. So that's awesome. Um, let's go to Noah here. Noah, what's going on? Thanks for calling. Hey, um, all right, so I've got two questions. First is, I think you, I think it was on the Pulpamex show, you were talking to Sean Simpson, that was the phone interview, right? Yeah, Sean Simpson, yep. Yeah, he, I may have misheard it, but did he mention something about Villapoto coming back for the last, like, couple GPs? No, he said Villapoto's coming back to do PR stuff. He's, vo- oh, yeah. okay, he, that he, makes sense. Yeah, he's over there doing stuff for DC and Kawasaki and all that. Okay, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um, next question. So when riders, whenever they get new bikes, like whenever they hop on the newest gear bike, what do they do with their old bikes? Do they keep them, or do the teams or manufacturers or whatever take them back? Yeah, if they're a factory rider, it goes right back to the factory. Goes back there okay. and gets gets crushed and beaten, broken up, broken <laughs> down. And does that? 
Mexico the same for like the satellite teams of factories like BTO and no, RCH and things like a that? A lot of those guys, RCH, yes, uh, goes back to Suzuki, but BTO sells their bikes. Geico sells oh. their, Geico sells their bikes, but they're not the full race bikes. Although maybe the Geico the BTO ones are close. Uh, maybe not suspension, obviously Shorty's air suspension. Yeah, but but they're they they usually try to sell them. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Uh, let's go to uh, Chris. What's up, man? How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Um, I have a question about JS7. Yeah. What about him? Think he's gonna do um, when he comes back for the Monster Cup. Mm, JT, what do you think? I'm gonna hang up. I'm gonna uh, hang I up, Chris. Top three, easy. Top three? Yeah. 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 He's gonna come out with guns blazing. Yep. Think about if he doesn't win, he'll be top three. Think about what you know. Ten months off does for a racer, right? Like just, and you're healthy. You're just chilling. Yeah. Oh, he'll be he'll be more motivated than he's ever been. I think. What if he just goes one one one? Just smokes everybody. I would not be surprised. You wouldn't be? No. Yeah. Okay. Um, no. All right. Uh, that has been the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by InFab with Jason Thomas. We still have Michael Antonovich coming up. Uh, all right, JT. Um, also, too, so news news came out today. We kind of thought about it that it would happen this way, but uh, Justin Brayton out for the out for the last two. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that's kind of how I got a, uh, <laughs> a factory bike for the last that legends race um obviously i don't ever want to see anybody not get to race but definitely helped out my uh situation of trying to line that up so um i think it was just a precautionary thing you know if if he had to get out there and race he could you know nothing's changed since uh-huh. Dilla. i just think that you know he wasn't really riding like himself out there and they saw it as an opportunity to kind of let him heal up and and right. not possibly do any more damage so so um, the book is uh, the book's closed on Brayton's first year at the BTO team, and it wasn't a good book. It was a nightmare book. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't great. You know, I know there's a lot of things they want to work on the off season, uh, both team and rider, yeah. uh, to make it more successful for next year. And, and really, the biggest one of those is just staying healthy. Well, yeah, he came, came in, in came, came in the year, right? Came in the year with yeah, what a back injury, right? Yeah, came in hurt and then hurt himself again and then hurt himself again. You know, so yeah, yeah. Uh, there was really never any momentum behind it at all. So I think that would be the biggest key to kind of turning the ship around. And if you think about it, um, you know, the year before he was um, riding for JGR and uh, making the podiums. So why not? You know, healthy wise, why not? Right. Why can't Brayton get back there? So. Uh, before we get let you go, JT, there's another call about the Legends race. Do you want to take it? Do it. Alex, more Legends race talk, and it's not even until yeah. next week. What's up? I have a question. It might be kind of dumb, but so Noah Poto's retired. Yep. And he's getting bored. Does he qualify for Legends race, or is there a rule mm. you got to be retired for a certain amount of time? I think he would qualify. You're retired. You're retired, but I don't see him out there, and I would put him as the heavy favorite. If he yeah. if he lines up, uh, JT, would you agree? Yeah, yeah. I don't think that would be any. Uh, I think he would kill everyone. Right. <laughs> so, but uh, I think in the spirit of the thing, yeah, he's kind of look, dude. Chad, I mean, Chad, Chad's on Twitter saying he wants to race. Beat it, Reed. Beat it. You you did say he was getting bored, right? You heard he's getting bored, and he might race Monster Cup, maybe. I did. I did hear that from somebody that 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 would know that there's a chance he races a Monster Cup. I wouldn't. I wouldn't stamp it. I wouldn't say I. It's going to happen, but I heard there was a chance. So, Alrighty. Thanks, Happy Alex. Birthday. Happy birthday to Ryan Littlepole. He's probably listening anyway. Oh, I'm sure he's listening. I'm sure he's glued <laughs> to his computer, absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. All right, bye.
This Legends race, JT, these, uh, these people really care about it. I think it's a pretty cool deal. I yeah. think, uh, yeah. I I mean, think some people are more excited about that than we're know, not even talking about Utah race that right. titles are wrapped up. Yeah, we're not even talking about Utah right now. We're talking about the stupid legends race all for 30 minutes now. Um, yeah, I think it's cool. I think it's a good deal. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're racing like in a senior PGA. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right, JT, we'll let you go. Thank you. Flyracing.com. Uh, thanks buddy. We'll see you. Well, you're not going this weekend. So see no. you, uh, keep motoring down, getting ready for the legends race. You know what? See you. Right. See you. Uh, next on the line, fly racing, motor 60 show. Michael Antonovich from Transworld. What's up, Anton? What's going on? Dude, it's been like 30 minutes of this Legends race talk. on these. these that's what these callers want to talk about. Isn't it crazy? We didn't even know about it last week. What do you think of it? What do you think of the whole thing? I think it's going to be great. I mean, you know, they did a two-stroke race at Red Boat a few years ago, and it gets people excited. So this could be really good. Um, it's going to be kind of wild because you have some guys that never ride, and then you have guys that ride all the time. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And you know, there's gonna be some dudes coming out of the woodwork that we haven't talked about, like you know that that just decided oh, to do yeah. it, you know, what, what for whatever oh, reason, yeah. you know, um, like Renard or somebody like that, you know, or, or well, Tortelli's in uh, in France, but should be should be interesting to see. I like it. Oh, it'll be great. Yeah, it'll be great. Uh, hey, are you going this weekend? No, I'm not. Okay, um, took the week off. My brother's in town from Illinois, so. Yeah going to hang out with him instead. Let me so ask no you, reason. let me ask you, you're at Unadilla. Let me ask you your opinion of Bogle and Wilson. What'd you think? Uh, I thought Bogle did well. Thought he did really well for not riding for a while and the year that he had had up to now. Uh, you know, Supercross wasn't spectacular and then only get a couple laps in at Hangtown. Uh, but yeah, he did fade and I think he knew he was going to end up fading. And I think Wilson knew that he wasn't going to be that strong because he's even he was strong, but he even joked in a video that's on our website right now that he faded really bad, and he's aware of that. So, but again, for a guy that you didn't think was even going to ride again this year, pretty good to come back with three races left and mm-hmm. put it in the top ten. I, I had a I had some people that were not happy with me and my writings about Justin Bogle related to yeah I could see that, um, but I mean. To me, I mean, was I too harsh? No. No, I think like a top 10 in any moto out, out right now is respectable. And to see that he ran third and yeah. fighting with Trey for a while was really good. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was pretty solid. but Yeah. I mean, to me, at the, end of the, at the end of the day, it was a 10 crash out. That's what it was on paper. And a hard crash. Yeah. God. That was a hard crash. Yeah, no, absolutely it was. But that's, you know, maybe he was trying to go hang it out too much. I, I don't know. I'm just, I mean, I wasn't, he rode well. It was a good showing. I'm not freaking out like people think maybe I should have been because of yeah. because of running third for a long time. I don't know. Sure. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm off the mark. Wouldn't be the first time, you know. So uh, well, We got four more motos to see what happens. Absolutely. Uh, and, absolutely. I thought, and I thought Dino did well. He, uh, he was really tired in that first moto. So I was thinking to myself, okay, no problem. You got a little tired. That happens. Bogle got tired too. His first race back after a long time for Dean since January. And I thought the second moto would be ugly uh, because there isn't much time to recover. And to me, he held it strong. He was one lap away from being eighth overall. Yeah. Yeah, he did good. I mean, again, for a guy that when he got hurt right before Oakland and everybody that we talked to said he wouldn't be back by the end of the year had, you know, the major knee surgery, had carpal tunnel surgery and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. it's been a long downtime for him to come back and be right where he was. It was impressive. Right. I agree. Uh, I thought that, I mean, I, I 
I thought Dino's in, comeback was better than Bogle's because he finished both motos. You know? Yeah. I don't know. And, and like, one thing, too, Dean knows he can be kind of mellow right now. Scott next year already locked up. He's not out there riding for a contract where right. Justin is. So yeah. Justin has to make every single lap count a bit more. Well, I mean, yeah. It goes back to what we were saying on our wrap-up podcast on Racer X this week. Like, to me, managers fall for that. Oh, he was third and, you know, whatever, and let's sign him up. But I thought he would be a little better ready to go when you come back and you need a contract. You know? Mm-hmm. But eh, I guess I'm the guy who walked uphill of school both ways or whatever. You know what I mean? So, um, hey, uh, I wrote in my Racer X uh, – I talked to JT about this a little bit. I wrote in my Racer X column that I really think Marvin's going to have an issue with Cooper Webb here and not to help out Jeremy, but because – Cooper Webb's pissed at all of this uh, stuff that he feels, and I'm not saying it's it's right or wrong, he feels like Marvin's moving over and being a bit tad dirty on him, front wheel-ish, could take out the front wheel. Do you agree with that? Do you think do you think this thing's going to get ugly before any one of these last four motos? I could see a takeout or getting run off the track or something. I'd hate for the championship to be decided that way, but yeah. it totally could be. Absolutely uh, it could be. Especially with two points between two guys with four races left. Yep. Uh it would suck. Like to be honest, it would be kind of cool to see a rivalry between two guys, especially right. one that, if you really think about it, has been kind of going back a while. But uh, it would suck to see an epic championship get spoiled like that. Right. And, but, but we'll but see what Webb, happens. Webb's not going to do it to help Jeremy. <laughs> he's no. Not, no. No, no. He's he's not going to be like, hey, let me help out Jeremy Martin. It's going to be because yeah, he's pissed. That's just that's just the cherry on top. Yeah. And. Cooper really doesn't probably even want that. He's just going for blood. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly right. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be sketchy. Um, Brayton's out for the last two. We covered that already. Um, Roxon's second moto at Unadilla. That's look, he didn't win, but pressure Dungey the whole way. That's what mm-hmm. we thought we'd see from Roxon all season long. Maybe not wins. Maybe Dungey does beat him. He's a great rider, but at least he's gonna give Dungey some serious heat. And he hadn't for a long time, uh, probably since his win at High Point. Is that, you know, was that the Kenny we're going to see going forward from here? Or was that a, a one-moto Kenny? So. Yeah. Uh, from what it sounded like, the team went down to Florida and, and did some more testing with him this week. And if you watch those uh, MX Nation videos, you can see that they're just trying to do anything they can to make him happy with Spike, you know, it's, a different setup than what Brock's running. Like you and I know, he's on the spring fork. They're constantly, constantly working. I think that now he's pretty much figured out a really good setting, and he's confident again. He'll blast through these last few, and then we probably won't see him at any off-season race. We'll probably not see him until Anaheim one now. Yeah, no destinations for him. Uh, from what I heard, no. He'll probably get his back like really fixed, and then if it can be fixed by, if it can be recovered by Monster Cup, great. And then if not. Right. No. Um, so, also, too, yeah, I believe I think Nagel's not racing designations too. Although he may come back. So yeah. if you're Kenny, you're like, look, Nagel's out. You know, we're already down. We already don't already have a down. great third rider. You know what I mean? So maybe you just ask, ah, screw it. You know what I mean? One of those deals. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah. Well. So you think Bogle? You think? You think Roxon's going to be be much better these last four? Put some so heat, these last four. Yeah. Put some um, heat on Dunge. I mean, you got to see. You did go to these two tracks last year. I mean, granted, Indiana was kind of a wash because it was a mud race, but yeah, he'd do good. I mean, if he's just riding to for a confidence thing right now, I know his championship's gone, and Barst's the biggest 
rival for second place, and that could honestly even be a little out of hand. Um, if you can just go in there and just keep clicking off motos, end the season on a high note. Yeah. Uh, do you think he gets? Um, do you think he gets Barsha for second in the points right now, or do you think Barsha is able to hold on? I don't know. Because I think Barsha is going to be able to hold on just because he's that solid every week. There's yeah. not a question mark of how's Justin going to be this week like yeah. there is with Ken. Give me a rider who you think could surprise this weekend in Utah. Either class, uh, somebody who maybe outperformed themselves. We were kind of thinking about who was good at Utah. It doesn't really suit anybody that off the top of my head, but give me somebody that you think could, could maybe surprise this weekend. Well, I think a guy like Anderson, we've expected. I mean, he's done good all year, but then we didn't even see him ride Utah last year because you know, he set out that second moto and all that stuff. Um, he could be good depending on how the heat thing is, and he's been on, on a roll lately, uh, unless he can get rid of a bad moto here and there. I don't know, it's kind of hard to say because you have a lot of guys riding for contracts, too, in the 250 class. I think Oldenburg could be good now that he's figured out the KTM. McElrath will be good. Nelson will be good. They're all just pretty solid right now. It's, it's kind of hard to pick one guy that could be a big shot because yeah. they all fell where they yeah. expected them to fall all year. Uh 23 points, uh, Anton. Michael Antonovich from Transworld Motocross on the line here. 23 points between Savachi, Osborne, Nelson, and Amart for third in the series. Savachi's leading. Who do you like to end up third after these next four motos? I think Savachi. With, uh, with how good he's been these last few, especially last weekend, to, to take that win. Um, sounds like he's got his whole diet and his training program and all that stuff figured out. He could do really well. I see him taking it, especially if he has the advantage right now. Uh, Osborne's been solid, but he hasn't been as fast as he was through the first part of the year. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. not landing on the podium lately. Amart's been kind of off the radar, like still in the top 10, top 7, but they're just really quiet finishes where we're not like, oh, wow, he's in third, you know? Yeah. And he has to be in third ahead of all these other guys to get it. Uh, and Nelson, Nelson's been kind of the same thing, like right there, but nothing outstanding where he's fighting for a podium spot. That should so be interesting. I would yeah. yeah. Savachi so said he found something after Millville to help himself, mm-hmm. um, training wise or something, I would guess, right? What do you know about that? Um, not a whole, whole lot. I would think it's like probably knowing his training program and stuff, he's, he's really He's got the same trainer as as Kenny does, mm-hmm. Clint. Uh, he rides at the farm. That's not changed. I don't see them making a giant difference, but I would think maybe it's like, who knows, a dietary thing or something yeah. at this level. Right. The big the big thing that swings the guy's program because, say, you are gluten intolerant or something and you're right. mowing down pasta or bread that's like carbo-load and you don't need that. You mm-hmm. know? Who knows? Well, I would like to announce that I have not made any dietary changes. To my, pro- to my program. I would just like to announce that right now. So I would look for my same performance this weekend in Utah, as usual, which is just going yeah. around and pissing people off. And getting coffee out of different people <laughs> and then different sandwiches of different team rigs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're all on. yeah it's the same program. Um, all right. Uh, also, too, um, Sean Simpson at Unadilla. We'll touch on that a little bit. Man, he was good. Did you talk to him after the race? He was so yeah, stoked. Yeah, that guy is so nice. He is, right? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> How stoked was he on his ride and just being in America? Yeah, and just pumped. I mean, 
I kind of was thinking like, oh yeah, you know, he won, he won Wommel. That's great. Mm-hmm. You know, sand track and all that stuff. But to ride a completely different bike beyond a completely different time schedule, a one day format, mm-hmm. all that stuff, dude, to go as well as he did was great. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see him in the United States way more. Yeah, but be- it sounds like he wants to stay over there and has some unfinished business to attend to in the GP scene. Wouldn't it be? We're not healthy enough, but I ran this thing on. I ran this thing on by Weege and JT on my Racer X podcast. Like these teams should really think about. Like, hey, I got Braden for Supercross. I got Millsaps for Supercross. I got Norin outdoors, and I got Simpson coming over for a, for a season outdoors. Like, you can't really pay these guys salaries. Now you need four salaries instead of two, or however it works. And you got to keep them with bikes and parts and keep them all happy. But man. That would be an ideal world. That's what you would do as a team owner. I really believe that. Like relievers. Yeah, like look, yeah. Norton Hall's ass outdoors. Yeah. Everybody has their everybody has their strengths and their weaknesses. And you know, Freddie will admit to you that he's still figuring out the Supercross game. BTO only wants Davey for Supercross. You know, they want to get him through one full season. Right. It would be great. You know, that yeah. would be that'd be the perfect scenario. You switch out everybody and, and two, everybody could make more money. You know, it might not be a ton more money, but yeah. say your entry salary is a little lower and your bonuses are way higher. That's the way to go. Also, too, of, maybe, you know, maybe you keep the rider healthier because he's only got 17 or only got 12 to concentrate on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe there's a little bit of that, too, because you got to know, like, a guy like Freddie or any of these 250 West guys that ride a lot of outdoors before Hangtown or Glen Helen mm-hmm. or whatever, they come in, they come in better. They come in better, you know, ready to go. So fresh. Yeah, yeah. fresh. So. I think another thing, too, I mean, I know how much you love MotoGP, but those guys do not ride as much as we ride. Yeah. You know, I think that when you're on a bike three days a week or four days a week or something like that on top of racing that many times in a year, mm-hmm. you're just asking for an injury. If they lowered the number and figured out a way to make up for maybe the on-bike thing, like mm-hmm. you could see guys last a lot longer in the season and limit their injury. Right. You know, but... That's wishful thinking. All right, last call here on the show. Bentley, you have the last call on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. What's up, man? Hey, I was just uh, wondering how much you guys think um, Marvin Muskin's new sort of style of writing is related to uh, Ryan Dungey finally learning how to pass people So at the, at the Baker's factory. Um, Muskin's got to cut over on, on Dungey just to, to stay ahead <laughs> of him on the track. Uh, I I don't know. I think I think this Marvin Muskan cutting over thing is all dependent on the chair you're sitting in because uh, some people call it protecting your line and uh, you know and, and just doing what you can. Um, other people, if you're a Cooper Webb fan, you're like, yeah, he's cutting over. He's dirty. Like, I don't see any right answer to what Webb's upset about. Do you, Anton? No, I mean, Fro rode a wide bike and everybody loved him for it. It just kind of depends on where you lie. I thought there were some things at Washugo that were a little sketchy on Marvin's part. I did uh, Unadilla, man, you got to set up for the next turns, every turn coming out of Unadilla, and look, you're in the front. That's it. Get by him. You know what I mean? So I, I don't think know. At Washugo too, like if you got on the gas, it didn't matter how nice that line looked. The second you cracked the throttle, your rear tire went down to the slick pace. Yeah, your back end broke free. Like yeah. I mean, sure, yeah, there was some questionable stuff, but at the same time, like, those are the two tracks you're on. If it happens at Utah, that's another thing. Yeah. You know, let's see from here. Yeah. But Thanks, uh, thanks Bentley. 
Thank you, man. Yeah, no problem. All right. Uh, Anton, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Late notice. I hey, just man, texted anytime. you a couple hours ago. So I, I appreciate you doing it. And we'll see you at uh, Indiana, right? Indiana. Transworldmotocross.com. Michael Antonovich, uh, online editor. Thanks, bud. See you, man. See you. All right. That's, uh, that's been another show. Tits, thanks for your stellar performance working the phones. I try. Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Flyracing.com. Nfab. N-Fab.com. Thursday, uh, next week, the last show of the year, unless we do one before the Monster Cup, which is undecided. So we don't know. So join us. Why won't you? Thanks for the calls. See you next week.